You're obviously in Hawaii. Yeah, bro. It's craziness. Hawaii is uh, it's hit or miss. It's a love hate. A lot of people think it's like the most awesome place ever in the world to live. It's pretty cool. Like, it has its ups and downs, but we're ready to move back. Yeah. Like, for example, I don't know if I've told you this, but we don't have AC. No dishwasher. Why did you say in that? That's insane. No yeah. dishwasher? Nope. We have to pay for laundry, which isn't that crazy for a college house, but when you're doing it for four years, like yeah, it's like- ask how long you've been there. Yeah, so four, years. four years. Now? So I, I moved there August 2019, graduated high school, went there four years. It was originally on a golf scholarship. And then- Really? Yeah, okay. but golf, like I said, Hawaii, it's poor, dude. A lot of poor. So yeah. facilities suck. I come from like Phoenix, Arizona too, which is like golf Mecca. Mm-hmm. So going to Hawaii, I was like, this is not it. I'd rather just surf every day, yeah. go to the beach. And you, um, you're, you're a lot of different from a lot of guys that work with EcoShield because you're about to finish school. Yeah. And you're, you know, having a ton of success within the company, but you still are going to finish school. You know, a lot of guys don't. It's my mother. Making you do it? Yeah. I, I've always like, I used to think school was like legit. I'm not saying it's not legit, but... Ever since I've now gone to school, I literally just want to graduate strictly so I could say school is probably one of the most pointless things I've ever done in my whole life. Well, it, it's kind of funny you say that. I'm, there's a guy sitting in, our, in the room right now, and there's only a couple guys in the room. But his, I don't have a degree. I dropped out of school twice, but his degree is hanging upside down. So yeah. it's just like, it's, it's just funny. It's, uh, it, it's framed on my wall, and it's upside down. Yeah, it's, it's the stupidest thing. I literally have professors that... Like, uh, for example, I was, my girlfriend, Mallory, we were doing some of my homework one night. I'm literally doing, like, 27 divided by 3 is 9. And, right. like, if there's, like, 9 ducks, like, it's literally a kindergarten math, and I'm sitting there wasting my time. Like, what am I doing this for? Right. Well, and, and if they only knew the amount of money that you were making. I know. The thing is, too, my parents are super traditional. But also, granted, so I'm on a full-ride scholarship, yeah. so that changes things. Like, it's free, so I'm going to do it no matter what. That's the only reason why I'm still in it. I think if I wasn't, though, I for sure would have dipped. But my mom is just like, every time I call her, she's like, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me. And a lot of people in HPU don't even think I go to school there anymore because we travel so much. I'm gone right. all the time. Yeah. And I've been on, I was online since COVID. This is my first year. I didn't go to campus for two years, just strictly online. Really? Yeah, because... With our lifestyle, it's kind of tricky. Okay, so but you you were you've been in Hawaii for four years. How long had you been in Hawaii before finding out about EcoShield? I went. So it is a good story. So 2019, I graduate um, in August. I moved to Hawaii. Um, had my first normal semester, normal college kid. Ask my parents for money all the time, right. like kind of whatever. I don't have a crazy rag to riches story. I was always like a very comfortable child. Uh, I was never like no crazy poor or whatever. Like right. my parents are awesome. Uh, and then March, I got a job at Billabong. So retail on, on the beach in Waikiki. It was sick. Yeah. And then literally the next day COVID hit and like the oh. world shut down. And this is actually a crazy story. That night I was driving back. COVID just hit. It was our last shift. Uh, it was pouring rain. I was on my moped. I got ran over. I literally was sitting on my moped at a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> swear to God, dude, swear to God. So I was literally sitting on my moped at a stoplight wearing a poncho. It's pouring rain in Hawaii. Dude, I get, all of a sudden I'm sitting there and no, it's good. I'm, I'm chilling. All of a sudden, dude, I'm just like, boom, I'm like on my back. I'm like, what the hell just happened to me? And this girl gets out of the car. She's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like it was pouring rain and I, my adrenaline was going. I was like, 
yeah. She's like, should we do? I was like, just give me your phone number. We'll figure it out later. Thinking, because I, I have a problem with thinking like before Eco Shell, I thought everyone in the world was a good person. <laughs> after knocking doors, you realize that's not the case. But, <laughs> and then it's crazy. So after that, I was fine. My moped was a little bruised up. And then I go back, I text her the next day. I'm like, hey, like my moped's kind of like messed up. Like, like two, it's mopeds are a thousand dollars brand new. So right. it's like, it's like $150. I'm a college kid. She's like, last thing I remember is you ran into me. And I was like, are you serious, bro? Oh my God. So I was like, whatever, it's $150. But yeah, that day, kind of a crazy story. That day I go home, COVID hit. And then like, you know, the world shut down, especially in Hawaii, because they took it, you know, a lot more serious than other places. And it's all, you know, tourist industry, world shut down. And I'm sitting there and this is when Dallas for the first time was like, bro, like, what are you doing this summer? You should just come knock doors. First time trying to recruit you to do yeah, it. Yeah. And, and I heard like what he did is rookie. You guys were rookie years together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he like mentioned it, but he, he made like 12 grand his first summer. <laughs> so it wasn't like anything where he like the whole family was like, whoa, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know what he did. And then he's like, come out, knock. I'm like, dude, like. I didn't even pay attention. I was like, that sounds miserable. Like right. I literally surf every day. Like <laughs> I literally am on the beach doing yeah. my own thing. Like, why would I ever do that? And then COVID hit and I'm sitting there in May and I didn't go out my first summer till like May, like 28th. Like you remember, I came yeah, out late, late yeah. and last minute I was like, you know what? Like everyone went home for the summer. So I was like, you know, F it. Like, what do I have to lose? Right. So I was like, screw it. Flew home. My, the only reason I did too. So my girlfriend, she's from Minnesota. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the, oh, dude, I swear to God, it's fate. That's the only reason. And Dallas <laughs> was like, bro, just come. You'll make like 10 grand. You can hang out with her all the time. Like, it'll be such a fun time. time, dude. He's like, you can hang out there all the time. It'll be such a fun time. So I'm like, whatever. Like Great there's nothing going on. Dallas. Send it last minute. Don't read the manual. Never watched a video. Like literally no idea. I show up. Uh, I Uber to Dallas and hood. And I remember, dude, I was in the neighborhood. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, this is the <laughs> craziest thing. And then I shadowed him that night. I went home, changed real quick, Uber back to him, shadowed him. And I just remember watching him knock. I was like, dude, like, and Dallas is like, well, at the time was not the best salesman. Right. So I'm just sitting there like, bro, this is brutal. Like I, I tried to butt in like our first time shadowing. I was like, just let me do it, dude. And I actually sold a guy like my first time shadowing and Dallas stepped in and tried to close him. But then sure enough, you know, two and a half months later, did 315k yeah. in like two and a half months made 140k top 10, top 10 rookie yeah top 10 rookie and then ever since you know you just get swarmed in and then before you know it your whole life's eco shield yeah so well and it's funny like you i do remember you showing up late i um but one of the, one of the things i specifically remember about you like i think cam was asking me hey like what are you doing you know when something happens because he was trying to help another rookie yeah in the parking lot i remember dude it's crazy we were getting gear yeah and then the all blue of a sudden, shirts. you pulled me aside and asked me like 15 20 well, you questions were you were you're top dog when i got there you're well, the man and, and i but i just remember thinking like well he's gonna be really good i know he just showed up but he's definitely gonna be super yeah. good at this like because the reality is this like for every single year that i've managed a team there i've had at least one rep that either calls me, you know, quote unquote too much or texts me too much, has a ton of questions, but he's asking questions that like other rookies don't even know how to ask because they don't know enough information yet. Yeah. And that rookie all, always, for, for me, the past four years in a row has made over 80 grand. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, what, when you started asking me, like you rounded off all those questions. I was like, well, I was trying to shower. Like I just no, got I in my gear and stuff. And you just pulled me aside, asked a bunch of questions. Like, dude, he's going to be really good. Yeah, bro. You were, I remember you were the top dog. And I also remember too, like my first day I got there, uh, Dallas dropped me off. I go to a door and it's a, 
I don't realize this at the time. It's a no soliciting sign. So my very first time ever, and I remember I had, I didn't do the preseason. I didn't do any man. Like I do, I didn't literally knew nothing. I knew bug spray. We sell it. Mm-hmm. I knock on my very first door and I start my pitch. He's like, excuse me. Do you not see the no soliciting <laughs> sign? I didn't even know what a no soliciting sign was. I yeah. was like, what do you mean? She's like, get off my property. Oh my so I literally, this and that's I walked to the end of the driveway. I sat on the curb for 45 minutes after my very first door. And I was like, dude, like I just left Hawaii in the summertime doing like living the dream life, right? right. To go knock doors in Minnesota and sell pest control door to door. Like yeah. what am I doing with my life? And then I I had the mentality. I sat there for 45 minutes to an hour. I was like, bro, like you're already out here. Just give it everything you have for a week. If it's legit, like it's legit. If not, at least try your absolute hardest before you leave. Because right. I, I, I've always been like, I hate quitters. I'm a very like tough-minded person. For like sure. I don't have empathy for like, quitters or people who are quote unquote soft like Mm -hmm. i'm just a very like strong minded person like that so i was like you know we're gonna do it all and then like an hour later i sold the dude somehow and then i sold another person after that and then after that dude i think the biggest key to rookies too and we don't have to get too big into it but i think the biggest key for rookie good rookies they're always successful quick and it's strictly confidence that's all it is that's that's what happened to me as I got two sales my first, like, two hours, I was like, oh, I could do it. That's something I've been preaching a lot more to rookies this year is, like... It's all it is. Like, if you, could, if you show up the, as the, like, you know, super confident, like, that goes way longer than saying this specific line or remembering exactly what to say. You know, it's like, if you can show up and be confident, a lot of times, like, that it, it just, like you said, it's, it's super helpful. Yeah. And so I, I definitely agree. The guys that come in with just that all it aura, is. Or that aura of confidence, like... They definitely end up being better than a lot of other guys. Yeah. Um. What else besides that? Because obviously you're a confident guy, dude. You know, what else the, has led to that? The reality is, is confidence. My first month, I did like 40k, which is great for a rookie. It's amazing for a rookie. And then my second month, I did 50k, I think. And then in August or in July, I did like 100k. Yeah. Or right, I went right like when we left, dude. Yeah, I did like I like double. I like all of a sudden was just like. Like, I just remember seeing guys, and in the most respect way, I was like, like, dude, like, this, uh, no, why aren't I better? And, and I will say this, too. As much as you can say, like, hard work, you obviously have to work hard to put up the numbers that we do, mm-hmm. but I was also just a natural born salesman. That's a reality, too, of the situation. Yeah, you, said, I, you said it a minute ago, you're just like, well, before doing this, I was just selling my mom. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, dude, my stepmom. I credit her to 90% of my sales success because, dude, I was a schmoozer as a kid. And my stepmom's amazing. Like, I, my parents were divorced, and both stepparents, like, again, I just had a really lucky childhood. Yeah. And the thing, well, we can get that later, but my parents are all very different. Mm-hmm. So I was able to say, I like this about this parent, I like that about that parent, I don't like that about that parent, and put it all together. And that's why I like to think I'm well-rounded, but that's kind of an egotistical comment, but that's what I think. Um, but my stepmom, dude, the most, like, nicest just giving person ever and i just in college like mal i'd be like i'd want a new surfboard so i remember one time we were at a surfboard shop dude there's this like bright blue board that i wanted so bad and i was like damn it's like 500 bucks like and i had no money at the time so i called krista i was like dude like i'm at the grocery store like there's milk it's a crazy expensive like i just need an extra like 200 bucks and like please i just need groceries she's like no i'd grind her down for 10 minutes i'd get it and then it's like, I did that all the time. Like, that's just my personality. I was always just a grinder. Like, I would never take no for an answer. And then, you know, I got into sales and it's like, well, that's actually a good thing. So yeah. natural natural sales is a lot of it, but 
I mean, like I said, it doesn't matter how naturally good you are. You have to just grind. Right. And that's the difference. You know, that's the difference between the, the top reps and, and guys who do 250K. Right. Strictly sure. just kind of going the extra limit and just kind of sacrificing your mental and your body sometimes just yeah. to go per, uh, Get produce. Get as many as possible. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. You, you, you kind of alluded to it a second ago. Like, you had 100K a month as a rookie. Yeah. And I, I just remember it was like we left and all of a sudden, like, Dude, like right when we, because it was July 4th that we, uh, we were driving to Maryland. Yep. And like, that's like right when you just start popping off. Yeah, and July like, had 100K. It's crazy. And then I've, I've never had less than that since. It's awesome. I think every month I've gotten bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, I think too, dude, I'm also like, you know, I'm, would say I'm more like, I don't want to say prideful. I'm just confident. And also I want to be like, I'm a competitor, dude. Like I like you guys left. I kind of saw it as opportunity. Like, sure, yeah. like I can like kind of be big dog. Yeah. Like no one else here is like better than me. And also, like I said, it's all confidence. You know, I had a couple good days. It's like I could do it. Yeah, you just got you got to repeat that. Yeah, and also too, what's crazy too is I never, ever, ever had more than eight hundred dollars in my bank account. And like I said, I wasn't. I'm not like a rag to riches. I was just a spender. And I, my parents, I get an allowance. I'd spend it right away. I'd get my next allowance. Like, I was just a spoiled kid, and I recognized that. But I would never, ever had more than $800 in my bank account because I was a spender. And I remember I got the first paycheck. It was like $1,000. <laughs> it's a good Dallas, feeling. Yeah, and Dallas, because like I said, Dallas wasn't the best salesman at the time. And Dallas was like, dude, like that's crazy, right? Then next week was like two grand and right. then like three grand, four grand. And then I, a lot of people don't know this. I actually have the cash bonus record in EcoShield history. And I broke it back to back weeks. It was like $100. Yeah, I had, wow. I had over thousand dollar cash bonuses back to back week that's insane and at that point i obviously like you know knew how it worked but my paychecks just kept getting bigger and bigger i remember mal's a trooper so she lives two hours away from the cities where yeah, we I was gonna ask where like what area she lived in yeah it's in a city called crosby small town like thousand people but brainerd's like more popular is that always where you're jet skiing yeah okay. yeah her house it's sick so she would dude she's a trooper this was before i had a car there she would drive two hours down on saturdays pick me up, then drive two hours all the way back up every weekend, and then drop me off again Sunday, or Monday morning and drive back up Monday. Oh my so she was driving eight-hour weekend just so we could hang out on Sunday. But I remember, like, that was the first time, like, she'd pick me up. I'd be like, let's go get a nice dinner. Yeah. And not even think about it. Yeah. And to me, that was, like, the mind-blowing thing. I was like, like, dang, that's crazy. That's, like, I, I ask some guys, like, what their favorite thing to spend money on. Like, that's my favorite thing to spend money on is just go to a dinner. Dude. Get a good, nice meal. It's like, See, the for me, that's my, my favorite thing to do. The problem with that is I have the appetite of like a 12-year-old boy. So like I'll either eat chicken tenders and fries, wings, or a filet. Yeah. And Mal, yeah, she's a foodie though. Like yeah. she, she, she loves seafood. She'll eat like oysters and weird shit. Like, yeah. would, and yeah. she loves it. And I'm just like, right. yeah, no, I'm good. No. Which kind of sucks. I spend my money on stupid shit though. Let's let's talk about some of that because we could let, let's you invest a lot obviously you yep. got a, you got a lot of good stuff going on and we'll we'll hit on some of that because you just got a house too yeah we'll save the good stuff for after so it makes but, me seem but less let's, uh, like a degenerate let's what's the most amount of money you've lost in the shortest period of time yeah dude so <laughs> I've learned my way so the very so this is one thing too what a lot of people don't realize like. When you make a lot of money quick, which is what I did, and I tell people EcoShield for me is the closest thing to get rich quick. Like, mm. it really was. Yeah. I went from nothing to making 140 bands in three months, two and a half months. And with that, you know, comes some learning responsibilities. 
And so I remember I was like, because I've always been in love with like stocks and shit. Yeah. And so I was like, how could I like make more money? And I've always just been a very like business, not like money, 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 like because I want a lot of money, like money, 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 because I just want to like beat the game. Yeah. Like I look at like business as an like entrepreneurship as a sport. It's a yeah, game. For sure. Winners have yachts, losers, you don't. know, don't. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how I look at it, you know? And so I've always just been like, you know, finance, like money, money. So then stocks, right? So there's always stocks, right? And you see the people with crypto and Twitter, like boost their shit up in like a day. So I was like, like, I'm going to learn. Like, that's all I want to do. So I would wake up at like 3 a.m. Hawaii time because the stock market in oh, New York, yeah, there's dude. a huge difference. So I'd wake up at like 3 a.m. Hawaii time and just start day trading. The time zone for stocks is crazy in Hawaii. It's like yeah. 3 a.m., 3.30 with daylight savings. So I'd wake up at 3.30. Actually, I really wouldn't go to bed. My sleep schedule would just be destroyed. I'd stay up till 3.30, lose a bunch of money, then go to bed at like 5. So <laughs> I tried to like learn stocks, watch all these stock videos, like all these YouTubers. And so I st started thinking I was getting good, right? Day traded. I probably lost like, oh, I remember my first big loss, actually, I remember. So GameStop, right? <laughs> GameStop. <laughs> so GameStop's going crazy, like, you know, all the apes or the gorillas, whatever. So for me, I was like, just getting into it, I was like, it's so volatile. So it goes up and down quick. You know, yeah. if you get it at the right time, you could go crazy. So not knowing anything, I threw in 30 grand into a trading account. <laughs> And because you need 25 grand to day trade without limits, because a lot of people don't know this. It's called the PDT rule, pattern day trading. If you have less than $25,000, you can only make three day trades a week in five business days. So I threw in 30K because I was like, I'm going to trade like 30 times a day and make right, a bunch right. of money. Yeah. So I threw in 30 grand. Next thing I know, I probably lost like two or 3,000 just learning. And I understand, they call it like market tuition. So I understand like I wasn't going to make money right away, right? right. But I was expecting you know, a couple thousand dollar loss as part of the game. Mm -hmm. And then GameStop came along and I just was like, I did a trade where I put like 10K in and the stock was literally going from like $100 to $150 to $250 to, right. to $100 in like minutes. It was trading insane. Like you throw in 10K, it could almost double in two minutes sometimes. So I threw in like 10 grand in a trade. I made literally, I clicked buy and I, I was shaking. I clicked, I didn't even know where the stock was going. I just wanted to sell it quick because I was like gambling basically. Yeah, it was yeah. going to be up or down when I sold it. Made like six hundred dollars in like five seconds, and I was mind blown, <laughs> dude. I was like, "Oh my god, it's a money hack, right?" Right. So then, dude, and I hate Robinhood. I put in like twenty k, or I put in like twenty five k, and then it 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 was fate. I think I learned a big lesson quick. Well, maybe not. I repeated myself later on, but it was fate. So right when I bought is when the do you remember the news how it halted yeah, and like yeah. Robinhood got all this flack, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, I clicked buy. And the screen freezes. <laughs> like, and I have $25,000 online, or yeah. like 25, 30K. I click buy, the screen freezes. And so I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Yeah. And I tried to click sell, it wasn't working. I tried to click sell, it wasn't working because it was halted, is what it's called. So yeah. it literally, Wall Street stops the trading on the stock. So I'm sitting there, my heart's beating out of my chest. I have no idea what's going on. 30 seconds later, unhalts. I think I bought it at like 250. It's now 195. And when you buy $30,000 worth of a stock, you have like a lot of shares. Like that's like a lot of money. So I see I'm down like 5K. Yeah. Before I can click sell, panic sell, it halts again. Oh my God. Next thing I know, 10 seconds later, it's at like 150. I go to click sell, it halts again. And then I finally got it the next halt down. It's called a halt down. I sold it at like 130. I lost $10,000 in probably like two minutes at 4 a.m. Oh 
on a Friday. It was a Friday because I remember I was flying. So this is what's funny too. So I lost 10K and it was like a movie. I remember I shut off my computer. I was like just mind blown. I shut off my computer and I go curl up into bed. <laughs> and Mal, dude, this is, this is hilarious. Mal that morning, she wakes up. She's like, oh, you were so like cuddly last night. Like you, oh you just cut off into a ball right next to me. And I didn't tell her because oh, I was so sad. I was gosh. like, yeah, I just, you know, I just wanted some cuddles last night, right? <laughs> then I get on an airplane because I was going to Phoenix that day for some EcoShield stuff. And this is what's crazy too. So that's right when uh, it was Dogecoin. That's right when mm. Dogecoin went from like one cent to 10 cents. Yeah. And I, at that point, I was in full degenerate mode. Like I got to get my money back. I got to fully gamble. <laughs> so again, I swear to God, this is a true story. As I'm taking off on the airplane, I'm about to buy like 20K worth of Dogecoin at one cent. And it doesn't go through. It doesn't go through. Again, a fate, I think, right? I get off the plane. It's at five cents. Oh, so I literally would have made like 50K because I was just being so stupid with my money. Now, granted, I would have probably lost that anyway if I made 50K because then I would have kept going. Right, right. So it's probably a good thing I didn't. But I get off the plane, dude. And that was the first time I lost a big amount of money in one day. And I don't know. <laughs> I tried to explain this feeling before. Have you lost that much money before in a day? No. Dude. You just get like this pit inside where it's like, it's undescribable. Like, it's just a very sad, like, just like, just a terrible feeling that I wouldn't <laughs> wish on anyone. Yeah. Next thing I know, I call Mal that night and like, tell her what happens. And she's like, oh my God. Oh my you waited until you were in Arizona to call her. To I her. Dude, I waited like three <laughs> days, I think. Oh I was God. just down bad, dude. Yeah. And, and again, it's like, I learned a lot that day. So yeah. I stopped trading after that for a while. Until the summer, my sophomore summer, so 2021. This is the other day you were telling me about. Yeah, so this one sucks too. So at this point, I was like, you know what? Enough of that long term. That's why it's safer, right? Blah, blah, blah. So then I get caught up again in this other. I found these guys. This is a crazy story too. I found these guys on Twitter called Atlas Trading. Have you heard of them? Mm. Do Do you know stocks at all? So there's these group on Twitter. They're called Atlas where they basically tweet out their stock picks. They're like, hey. Like, this stock is going to pump for this reason. They tweeted out Mr. Zach Morris. He's hilarious. You should go watch. I'll show you this after this. Okay. But they tweet out their stocks, and then usually the stock, like, launches, right? So I found them on Twitter. I follow some of their plays. There's a stock that was similar to GameStop. It was, like, getting short squeezed. I think it was, like, AHT. And I bought it. That got me hooked again on, like, buying stuff and trying to let it pump. Three days later, dude, and this just sounds stupid when I say it out loud, but it's so funny. So all of a sudden, I'm like thinking, how can I like get ahead of these guys? Because by the time they tweet a stock, it's too late because there's thousands yeah, of people sure, going, yeah. you, you missed the bus. So I was like, I need to get ahead of it. So I was just sitting there for days researching stocks, like all sorts of weird shit, like what could be successful, right? Then this was at the time, remember the wing shortage? Do you no, remember hearing no, about that? No, no, no. There was a wing shortage, like a chicken wing shortage. And I swear, this is a true story. You could ask them out. There's a chicken wing shortage and <laughs> wing stop. This is when they introduced the wing thigh. The, mm. the thigh stop. Do you okay. remember that at all? Yeah, I, I remember the thigh, the thigh stop. Thing. Okay. So that's because there was a wing shortage. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is genius. Like a thigh stop, they're going to overcome like all this hate because wings are going out of like business or whatever. So I bought like 50, th do you know what an option is? Sort briefly, of, it's basically yeah, briefly. a gamble. So yeah. I bought like $50,000 worth of call options that wing stop was going to shoot up the next day after they announced this. And how a call option works is they literally, it's not like a normal stock where if it drops, you still at least own the stock. They can expire completely worthless, like $0 within a day because they have a time zone and so or a date, an expiration yeah, date. Yeah, okay. So I bought it to expire the following day at market close, which it means it's extra risky. It's extremely volatile. Bought the $50,000 of option call options. So excited. The next day I wake up, I think I bought it when Wingstop, I forget, it was that like $50 or something? 
The next day it's at like 45, which is like not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Not good. And so the minute market opened, dude, I'm on my phone and literally my 50,000, I lost 30 grand in like two minutes because of Wingstop, dude. Fucking Wingstop. Have because you ever I, been back to Wingstop since? Yeah. Well, their wings are just, bleh. Yeah. Same with, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the other one? What's the other one, Matt, we always go to? Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings, dude. Not a fan. Yeah, me neither, honestly. They're, there's just, like, no effort into it, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm, like you said, I'm a pretty big, uh, like, chicken tender and chicken wing type yeah. of guy, and that's I, I don't like those uh, yeah. personally either. But, um, but yeah, Wingstop, 30K <laughs> in literally, like, a day. So I, I lost probably, like, total just gambling stocks. And this is what's really sad, and this is what I've learned from. My first year, I made, like, 140K. I, I wasn't buying, like, crazy cars. I bought a Tacoma. Cause I live in Hawaii and I it was, a, I also wanted to make a, like, I know it makes me sound like very dumb with money, but you know, you got to learn somehow. I, I, when I bought a car, I was like, I'm not going to buy a hundred thousand dollar car mm. with like a $3,000 payment. So I bought the most, the car that would hold the most value possible that would fit my lifestyle, which just happened to be a Toyota Tacoma, which yeah. is literally the world's most. It's okay. You have, a, yours is sweet too. Yeah. And they hold their value. I think I bought it for, I bought it for 30 K out the door. It's worth like 32 right now. Cause the market's crazy, especially in Hawaii. Everyone wants a Tacoma. Yeah. There's a bunch of them out there. It's insane. So I tried to buy a car that like would hold its value and not, and be reliable. So I bought that. But other than that, I didn't spend money on a lot of things. Cause I, like I said, I'm, I try to be very financially literate, but I learned about that is at the end of the summer, after I got paid out all my 140 K, mm. I only had like probably 60,000, $50,000 to show for it. Really? And that was before taxes. And so yeah. for me, that was a big wake-up call where I was like, like, yeah, you made a lot of money, but you don't have a lot to show for it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, I knew I had, it kind of inspired me to like keep grinding hard the next summer. Mm-hmm. Like that was another piece of it. But to me, that was the biggest learning point. Like you think $100,000 is a lot, especially when you don't have anything, it's really not a lot of money. Right. And then when you make a quarter million, you make half a million, same thing. It's really not that much money, mm-hmm. what you think it is. And you're, you know, they always say your lifestyle increases, whether you have a bunch of money, mm-hmm. uh, you don't change. You just kind of... Just a magnifying glass. Exactly. And so I was a spender. Like I said earlier, I was yeah. always a spender growing up. And so to me, I really had to like watch what I do now and not just be an idiot because it, it's not, you know, back. unlimited. Yeah. So... Well, and you- but you still, you still do, you know, you were at the casino and at the, yeah. at the cruise, I, you know. Yeah. The, the casino, I never gambled until Minnesota because, uh, casinos were 18 there. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I, I never had like a fake idea or anything. So I went to the casino my first time and I just like my stepmom was talking about earlier. Yeah. We would play blackjack for hours when I was like <laughs> nine <laughs> with oh, fake money, obviously, yeah. but it was just, she just like loved it. She it was fun. We played it with Dallas. And then I went to the casino. I love the casino. But the thing is, it's a blessing. Hawaii, is it's banned, and they don't have casinos there. So, like, sports betting, everything's banned. So the reason why I do go hard on, like, the company cruise, I'll grind out. Because <laughs> I'll go, like, three times a year. Like, I'll go the company trips and then Vegas MDP. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really gamble. Right. So it's, like, it's just entertainment. And like I said, if you if you lose, you know, 500 bucks, again, not in a douche way. It's relative to what you make, right? If you lose 500 bucks to have four hours of fun, I'd rather do that than go pay $500 to go, you know, skydiving yeah, or something, no, I, I, you know, it's a, a form of entertainment right? or, sure. or go blow you it get, at a you bar. You have fun with it. There's no reason to be stressed out about it. If you're exactly. Gonna, if you're going to go to the casino and do it. So. And this year, one of my big 2021 or 2023, well, two years Whoa. later, uh, one of my big 2023 goals is like, you can for sure have a bunch of money, but like if you, I think money's a tool. And if you don't use it to buy for me convenience, like there's, I know like Drake or whoever says it, like 
money in the grave or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of true. Like you can make billions of dollars, but if you don't enjoy it to make your life easier, then what's the point of making it at right. all? For sure. Obviously there's a balance, you know? Yeah. You don't want to like blow everything just to like, you know, be an idiot, but there's a balance. So uh, this year I've tried to be way more laid back. Like I invest a lot of my money. That way I feel less guilty about spending it. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the good things now. Yeah. We spent a while. The degeneracy has gone. <laughs> you just bought a house at your yep. Airbnb it out, which is yep. sweet. Yeah, um, that's here, right? Where, where is it? Yeah, that? it's in Tempe. Uh, just bought that in October, November. That was a big property, big investment. I've always wanted to do real estate. Uh, I think it's you know a lot safer than everything else. It'll always be there. Mm-hmm. It's an actual asset, For like sure. it's an actual thing. Uh, so yeah, I bought that. That's been going okay. You know, I mostly bought it. It was a, again a very calculated decision. I know I don't seem like very calculated sometimes, but it's a very calculated decision. But yeah, so I bought that house. Um, that was big, and then it really was calculated. You know, uh, I do live in it, but when I'm gone, obviously I Airbnb it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if once I come back from school and like work stuff when I'm there, if it makes sense, I'll stay in it. If not, I really bought it for tax purposes too. Sure. Yeah. Because I get there's a thing called cost segregation, so I get like a hundred sixty-seven thousand dollar write-off just for buying the house, which for me tax purposes and it's real estate, it's an investment, like it's yeah, a no-brainer. Makes sense. So, makes sense. but yeah, it's been great. It's scary, dude. It's a scary thing, but that's, a, that's the biggest purchase. Yeah, but I'm hooked on it now. Like I, I, my mom's a realtor, so we're actually probably gonna go look at a duplex here, like within a month. I'm actually just with my lender talking to him today, so I'm about to get pre-approved to go buy a duplex. Damn, so that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm just gonna try making, to f- make it. We're making positive. Yeah, moves. yeah. I'm trying to just full send into real estate because I think that's the the long game, mm-hmm. easy play. It'll pay for my grandkids' college one day. Yeah, so. for sure. Um. So I well so let's transition back because you you were you're you're rare obviously you know not every first year guy comes out and makes six figures, um, you know especially hundred you know hundred forty grand and then comes back and makes even more and then even more and then even more you've progressed every year pretty much and it's um, you know you're you're four you just finished your third third year yeah you've been in the top ten twice you've been actually top ten three times. You know, yep. top 10 rookie and then top 10 in the company twice, Yep. which the trip's in Hawaii and you already live there, which yeah. is it on the same island? Yeah, it was. It was kind of like, it was fun because like, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I'm kind of over traveling now. So for me, it was actually nice to like not have to get on an airplane. And yeah. remember Hawaii is six hours away from just LA Anywhere. and then it's another flight wherever you're going. So right. traveling is on like steroids traveling from Hawaii. So for me, it was like kind of whatever, but also I was like, I'm kind of glad I don't have to travel. It was sick though. Like the, I, the coolest part for me is like the people you finally got to like meet a lot of the big faces you don't see, you know, for sure. Like I didn't know Julio at all. I didn't really know Avery at all before that. Yeah. Braxton Argyle. He's one of my favorite dudes ever. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah. And I met him at top 10. I was like, oh, this guy's sick. Peels, Anthony Peels. I met a lot of like the big guys I haven't really met before. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool dudes. So it was, it was cool. And you've been you've been in many the your your whole career. Obviously, you just partnered in, which congrats yeah. for that. That's Thanks. awesome. Um, how was it. how was that from going? Because uh, you you were obviously you said you natural salesman had a lot of success with the job. How's that been transitioning to like teaching other people how to do it? Because you 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 also we haven't mentioned it yet. You have the number one rookie of all time. Yeah, yeah, Nick. Uh, he's he's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's been crazy. So. I am not a natural. I'm a natural born salesman. I'm not a natural born leader. My second year out there, I had like, I consider it like a failure just because my mentality was everyone's going to be like me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not that hard. You just have to work hard. Right, right. Which I learned very quickly. That's just not the case. And 
also the way I like, again, like I said earlier, I have a very like strong will set. Like if you're not good at something, just work harder and figure it out. Like whining, crying, feeling bad for yourself isn't going to do anything. And one thing I learned is like, when you tell that to someone that's down, sometimes it's like, like, that's how I would be treated. If I was down, that's like the best way to talk to me. That's not not the best way to talk to everybody. A lot of people actually, it's actually the quite opposite. And so I learned that hard my second year and I brought out some guys and I just brought out losers because I also at the same time see the best in everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, dude, like if, cause I have the mentality, like if I did it, you can't, like, it's not that sure. hard. I've seen, we've, you've, we've all seen kids who like, you wouldn't think are good at sales and they just, it's a work thing. It's yeah, a they strictly work, work they ethic. They work their ass off and all of a sudden they're. Exactly. <laughs> who you never, and you've also seen the most like good looking dudes who know how to talk to people suck because they're lazy and they're just right, not hard workers. And so for me, at my second summer, I was a big wake-up call. I recruited – it was so easy to recruit, right? Yeah. Just made 140K in two months. So it was like whatever. Recruited like I think 14 people, like 12 showed. I think I had like four finish. Yeah. And it just was not a good atmosphere. It was all bad. I over-promised and under-delivered. Just being naive because like I said, I was like, dude, they say the average is like 30K. But like I don't see why you couldn't make 50K. And that was just me feeling like honest. You know, I wasn't trying to like lie to people, but I just saw it happen to me. I was yeah, like, yeah. you can do it too. Like, but obviously, you know, that's not a very good way to go about things. And so my second year, I really learned I'm not a natural leader. And also I had the mentality that like I'm a top dog. And like I thought everyone was gonna be independent like I was because I was a very independent rep. Like yeah. they sent me off my first week and I was like, I can drive a car by myself, like, cause I'll show up and get the job done. Right. Again, that's not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I had the mentality, like, I just got to get you to summer, train you. But then when we're in summer, like, don't talk to me. I'm on a mission. I want to be number one in the company. Right. Yeah. And so that was a big learning curve. But it, it all ended up working out well because this last year, you know, we had a great year, obviously, yeah. with Twin. It was insane. Um, but the biggest thing, too, I learned is, like, just because I'm not a natural-born leader doesn't mean I need to, like, be the craziest leader to be successful. But obviously you need to put effort in that but also dallas like we've just the reason why we're so successful this year we've found like he's good at some things i'm not good at yeah i'm good at some things he's not good at dalton's good at some things we're not good at Mm -hmm. vice versa yeah germ all these guys and so we did a really really good job of all like just playing our part yeah and and trusting the other people to play their part the numbers you guys had this year were crazy yeah as an office and strictly it was because like I said, I'm not a natural born leader. Dallas is. And Dallas is a very like soft, empathetic person. Yeah. Like he's a woman kind of. <laughs> like he is. He is. He's my brother, so I could say that. He has like the emotional emotions of a woman. Like he's very just like soft and tender. Empathetic. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. for me, I'm like I said, I'm like a hard head. I'm like, just man up, bro. Like stop whining. Like just yeah. figure it out. So this last year, we were very just like, just like, we want dogs right. is the best way to put it. Yeah. And like we were like, we want dogs. And if you're not a dog, you're probably not going to want to be around us. You're going to be comfortable. You know, like a good, healthy, competitive environment. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. talking shit with each other, like out of love. Yeah. But we're all in no the trenches together. Hurt. Exactly. And yeah. we're all in the trenches. Like you guys know, we're all in the trenches together. So you For bond. Sure. Yeah. But it's like, it was the perfect environment of just like dog, no softies, like competitive. And everyone had like their person, like Nick and Jackson would go up against each other. Yeah. I wouldn't have done as much as I did the last time if it wasn't for Nick either. I know. Because like you do it. Crazy. It was crazy, and he he's he's become one of my best friends too. So yeah. I I love that kid. Did he live in Hawaii before, before? So how we met is crazy. So he uh I don't know how we just had mutual friends in Hawaii, 
And he uh, he DM'd me, I think, in, like, February. Yeah. He's like, hey, bro. Or maybe it was the first DM was in, like, December. He's like, bro, like, how did you do it? I'm like, do what? <laughs> and I get a lot of DMs because I make my own YouTube videos sometimes. Right, so right. I get a lot of DMs from people, and I usually don't answer a lot of them. And so he DM'd me, and he's like, how do you do it? And I only answered because I saw we had mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And he looked like, you know, a pretty cool kid. And I was like, do what? He's like, you're so financially free at, like, what, 19? I was like... Yeah, I'm like 20, ha, ha, ha. Like, I, I work for this company called EcoShield, you know? Right. And he's like, bro, like, that's insane. Like, what is it? Like, I'm super interested. I didn't answer. Like, I left him on reads, right? Insane. D- DMs me again in, like, end of January. <laughs> he's like, bro, like, we should, like, hang out. Like, I'm on the North Shore. Like, we should surf. And I was like, yeah, man, like, we'll see, we'll see. And then he's like, yeah, what are you doing? Just didn't answer him, right? And then he DM me again in March. And... I'm about I'm I'm a believer in after this second summer, like I want guys to want to be there. And yeah, I was very sure, set sure. on that. Like little side story. I even told I had such a bad recruiting experience my second year. I even told Jay and Germ, I was like, I'm not recruiting. Like I'm just gonna be a solo independent top dog and just focus on myself. Like I had that bad of an experience. Right. And then, you know, obviously they're like, well, you're not gonna grow. And I saw the vision, right? So I ended up recruiting anyway, but I just wanted guys to be there. Mm-hmm. And then he kept DMing me, and finally he's like, dude, just call me. So I called him, and he's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's what we do. If you want to come, like, show up to Minnesota, like, May 1st, yeah. April 25th. He's like, done. So we got him signed. He, like, shows up. This is crazy, too. So I, he never met him in person. It was one FaceTime call, one call. Never met him in person, never met Dallas, never even talked to Germ or any of these guys. Like, literally just me in that one call. And I was like, if you want to be there, if you want to work with us, show up to Minnesota April 25th. I'll, I'm going to get there a week early. I can train you then before everyone gets out there. Yeah. It's like, done. So, <laughs> dude, he drives by himself from Northern California, Sacramento, by himself in this little shitty Toyota Corolla, drives by himself, goes to Nebraska because his girlfriend lived there at the no. time. His girlfriend breaks up with him the night before. So he gets to Nebraska, hangs out with her for a day. Then she breaks up with him. Then he shows up to Minnesota by himself. And I'm like, this kid's a freaking nut Becomes job. Becomes the number one rookie of all time. Yep. And then, well, and then, too, he's homeschooled, too. So he was like, I was just like, there's no shot. So then he gets there, and I thought he was weird at first. I was, like, getting some weird vibes. And then the first week, he sold, like, 20K. And I was like, hold on a second. Like, that's crazy. Next week, like, 25K. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, because we have in our office, like, the top two. Mm-hmm. And I was number one. And usually it's me and Dalton, number one and number yeah, two. Yeah. And he was number one, or number two. And Dalton's like, all right, well, we'll give it a week because we were chirping him like, oh, you're letting a rookie beat you. <laughs> we were chirping him. He's like, dude, it's the first week. Watch. Like next week by Tuesday, I'll do it. Then Nick put up another 25K week and we're like, holy shit. It's a real like, deal. Dude, he's insane. And then just insane. That kid's got a work ethic. And the reason why he's so good, he has, besides the work ethic, I don't think he's a natural born salesman at all. Like I, when I've heard him sell, honestly, and I don't know if I ever told him this, like I don't think he's the greatest salesman. But I think why he's so good, he works hard. He has zero ego, like zero ego. And a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people who are good looking dudes who can, you know, talk to girls, talk to anybody that they suck because their ego is so big. They can't just accept the fact that they're going to get treated like worse than a McDonald's worker for four months and get told no. And their ego just kind of gets them like, I'm better than this, you know, but he had zero, he has zero ego. And so he's like, he was worked a sign, like a construction sign job. He's like, bro, I got nothing to go but up. Yeah. And now, and also we don't have to put this as probably private. He wouldn't care, but his draws went up K to K. I saw it today. He has like, I saw it, dude. Yeah. He has like, he had like thousand dollars. Yeah. His cancels were like, 
you could put this in there. His his cancels were only like twelve percent, and he sold half a million his first summer. Insane. Like, and and you know, top reps traditionally you get a little bit more cancels, yeah. just because you're convincing you know people who would normally not say yes to say yes, and they yeah. just have more second thoughts. That's normal. Sure. Did half a million had like twelve percent cancels. Spending less time with customers because you're worried about the next. Yep, deal. and you're just trying to get ten every day. Right. And so he he's insane, and so. Uh, and then Jackson's insane too. And so they, everyone, now I'm getting chirped because they all think that they're going to beat me next year. <laughs> and I'm at the point where I'm like, want to like really focus and be the best partner I can be, really help my guys recruit, help them grow throughout the summer and yeah. be that guy. But also the competitiveness in me is like, I know when I get out there. Well, so what do you think? You got another year on them or what? I don't know, dude. Because that's, <laughs> I really haven't made my mind up yet. And I'm the type of person too, when I make up my mind, like I'll do it. Yeah. And so... I don't. I haven't made up my mind yet, but I'm either gonna either chill and just do 500k, do an easy, smooth 500k, or I'm gonna just beat them. And yeah. I, I think there's a good chance that there's me, Nick, and Jackson are one, two, and three in the whole company next year. I think that's a really high possibility because Jackson's insane too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't give him enough credit for. I mean, he was mainly champion. His work ethic is he's a nut job, dude. He's a maniac. Really? So, but they're all good dudes, dude. And. Like just all the we are cult we're just all friends too. Like we genuinely like each other. Yeah. And it's just it's been so cool. It's been and also after seeing a guy like Nick, it made my belief process again in recruiting. Yeah. It's like this kid I can imagine. Was just a nobody, no money, just a sign guy for a construction company, nothing going on, no college, like just not a purpose. And then he made, you know, now I think he made like quarter million almost, like two hundred twenty K in four months. And it's like just mind blown, dude. It's crazy. Life, it is. And I see a lot of myself in him. I think that's why, like, I get so, like, passionate about him. Yeah. But it's just, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. He, he's insane. And like I said, now he's one of my best friends. Yeah. So. Very cool. Is he still in Hawaii or? Yeah. So we both live out there now. We live, like, five minutes away from each other. Very cool. But we're, he'll probably dip after the summer, too. Really? I'm trying to convince him to move here. He probably will, too. That'd be cool. Um, so for you, um, you guys are headed back to Mini. Uh, you know, if you had, if you had to say, like, where you like a five-year vision within EcoShield and then if you can add anything outside of EcoShield, but for you, like what are, what are some things in five years that you want to have accomplished? Yeah, for me, my five-year goals, I just, with EcoShield, I want to, I, I still believe in EcoShield being a proponent to propel me to the next part of my life. Yeah. And again, not because EcoShield isn't everything I need it to be. I just want like, again, I feel like crazy for saying this, but I, like I said earlier, I'm a big believer in just like, entrepreneurship like business is a game yeah and to me you win the game my number is like 50 i want 50 big ones one day like 50 mil for me 50 to 100 like i just want to like create something or do something that's like big Mm -hmm. and for me i still believe in eco shield is just like being able to fund whatever i want to do whether that's real estate whatever me and my buddy are working on this ai thing we have going so we'll see how that goes but Mm -hmm. for me i just i'm just it's a it's the life hack you know as everyone says it really is It, it allows you to change people's lives while changing your own in a selfish way but it's better for everyone and it's selfish to like be so happy for guys like for nick it's selfish how good i feel that that happened to him you know what i'm saying does that make sense i mean in a way but like at it, the same time like you gotta understand like how much how what effect that has on him you know yeah well that's what that's what i'm saying it's like it's almost so feels so good helping someone like that and giving that opportunity to people where it's almost a selfish feeling, even though it's better for them. Yeah. Like it just feels so good to give that opportunity to people. If that makes sense, that's well, kind of I guess it's weird. the best way to be selfish. Yeah, and it, it is, it is, <laughs> but it almost feels so good where it's like you can give anyone the opportunity. Yeah. Like you could, you have that at your power and that's what feels so good. And so I'm just going to keep doing my thing, try to grow. 
obviously I'd like to start as much offices as I can and, you know, help grow as big as we can. Mm -hmm. Also a good thing too, is me and Dallas, like have got so much closer through this. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Like we weren't, we were close as kids. Then he went to college and we were just two very different people for like four years when I was in high school, but now we're like best friends. And so it's, it's fun to do business with him. And how, like, how many years are you guys apart? We're three and a half, I think maybe four okay. or right around there. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just were like, not that we weren't close, but now we're like best friends and I love doing this with him, you know? And yeah. I think the biggest thing, I just want to keep growing and just keep using EcoShield to fund other things I want to do. And it's the ultimate freedom. It's the ultimate life hack. That's yeah. why I'll forever be grateful. Yeah. You know, even if, if knocking or if EcoShield died tomorrow, I would, or if like, God forbid, like something happened to me and I just absolutely hated EcoShield or something, yeah. I would still tell every single person I meet, go work for them, go knock on doors. Like yeah. it's the best thing you could do. For sure. You know? And so that's why I'll always have like, as all of us will, just that like, it's ingrained in us almost. Yeah. Like it really is. And uh, from the outside perspective, it's hard to see why, but like, oh, I'm sure you have a- it. Yeah, I'm and I'm sure you have a lot of friends who are like, like, dude, why are you like so, why are you like so into it, like, whatever. But until you're really involved and you see like the impact and like the lives it changes and like mm -hmm. the people you meet, that's why I like, yeah, that's why everyone loves EcoShield. That's for in sure. it for the most part, you know. Well, and it, I mean, to be honest, I was talking, I was talking to Oliver and and Avery today. I was I was like, you know, we were in a conference from eight to five today, like it's a Thursday. Yep. That's, that's how, like, that's how a lot of people's lives are like eight to five every day. Like yeah. where we work, you know, in a certain way, like you don't really get it, but at, when you do like earn that freedom to be able to travel around and, and, you know, most of your days aren't an eight to five type of situation. And if you're working from eight to five, it's kind of on your own terms type yep. of thing. Um, which I personally prefer, you know, I obviously oh, yeah. you do as well, oh, you know, yeah. but, um, it's, it, you know, it's hard to understand without like reaping the benefits. Once you reap the benefits and you never were go back, you were obviously able to reap the benefits super quick. Like yeah. I was, I was similar to Dallas. Like I had a pretty average, you know, yeah. not, not great rookie year. And then second year for me, I feel like we're pretty similar too. like my first year in LA, I was one of the very, like very few, like younger people. Uh, there wasn't like a big group of guys my age there. Like uh, Jacob Watts was there, but besides that, at the end of the summer, it was me and him, you know? Yeah. And so um, going into the second year, we show up, there's like 140 people in that office, you know? And I yeah. was like, okay, like I'm looking around the office and I'm like remembering people like, wait, that guy sold more than me last year. It's like, just, I just couldn't let it happen again. You know, yeah. like being around it. Um, I think it's, a, it's definitely, um, with, especially within a lot of, of Jay's offices and a lot of the offices within EcoShield were, uh, doing a better job of like putting more people within an office, you know, getting more out of the markets that we have and everything like that. But at the same time, it's a way more, it's a, it's a way better environment when you have yeah. that many people that are all going after the same thing, all similar minded. And like you kind of alluded to earlier, like if you're not with it, you're not going to be very comfortable in that yeah. situation, you know, and that's kind of the culture that you want to create. You want to create a culture where people feel comfortable setting a goal and actually going after it hard as hard as possible, but then also expecting like, the people around you to kind of hold you accountable to it. Yeah. You know? It's like a good balance between like a love hate and like you want to like beat your boys, but also you want to like make sure they're like still like doing their thing. You yeah. Know? My, mine chirp at me too. About, yeah. That, and that's a dude. Like if you, if you're not like chirping with your boys or talking shit, like I think that's weird. Like, I feel like you guys aren't really boys. Like yeah, you got to be comfortable with dude. The, and that's just that. how we are. dude. Yeah. And it's like, it's all out of love. And so people, like I said, people who are like, if you can't take a joke. You would not survive in our office. Like in the morning meetings, we're just 
like it's a constant chirp like it's almost too bad sometimes we're like we need to chill (laughs) yeah but we just i love that they love it it's like and it's why we just feed off each other you Mm -hmm. know just how it is it's just your boys yeah and you guys i mean you you guys as an office made a 180 on that yeah it was insane um and it sounds worst to first yeah literally literally. um you guys uh won the shield pretty bitter about it personally yeah um you are Jayla's favorite Dylan, though, so... You, get, you know that's not true. No, I, I I, swear I would put every dollar, and I, I know why. I know why. Like, I like you a lot, too. But <laughs> I would put every dollar Dude, that I made with Ego Shield to bet that he does. And I'm not mad about it. Like, I... I just I, don't even know, like, where this comes from. Because we have, like, a joke, like, when J-Lo pops into our... Again, we're very ruthless, dude. <laughs> so when J-Lo comes to our office, we're like, who is that guy? Like, we, we'll act like we don't know who he is. We'll yeah. be like, who are you? Like, Who's this guy in our meeting? Yeah, like, do we know you? Do you have any affiliation with us? Because he's always with you guys for yeah, obvious yeah. reasons, right? Yeah, but, yeah. like, that's just... That's why we think that. And yeah. that's why I know that. But you guys are deep with partners in your office. Yeah, like, we, we have a we lot. At the, I mean, towards the end, whenever he did come with you guys, it was me. In our yeah. office, like, because Ollie was in LA, Cy was in Omaha. It was literally yeah. You guys were split. Where we have Jerem was like our big one, mm-hmm. and then obviously Dalton, and then Rocky would come in sometimes. Yeah. Jayla would come in sometimes, but and this year at Dallas, so we were pretty now. Me and Carson too. I forgot. So yeah, you get you guys are deep. Well, I guess especially after this year, you guys are deep yeah. with partners in that yeah. office. You guys were you guys were already split. Is there going to be another split there? Are you guys just going to pack it in? Well, Carson's gone. Right. Okay, I forget. So that. it's just Dallas and us now. That's crazy. Yeah, and a Josh Harrison too. Right, right, right. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what uh, what are the goals for the 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 team this year? Or uh, you office? Do you I, team, Dallas wants to do 12, 12 mil, and then my goal. I just want to have eight million active after the end of the summer. So I'll need to do around like seven mil this summer. Okay. To is have that, around is eight. Is that a pretty big active. jump from last year? What were you? At? I only did two point four last year. Okay. So it big is jump. a it is a big jump, but I, like I said, I've also I was really close my sophomore summer. So I have a lot of active revenue. Right. And also our cancels this year were like really low. Every single one of our people's draws went up. So our cancels were so low. So we what, I have what, a, Did you guys do anything specific to Dude, we play just we just again like we just cut out any funny business. Like we just really focus on like good quality people. Sure. Yeah. Good quality reps and then we just didn't put up with any of that, you know. And also we told them we're like you go ahead, lie. Go ahead. It's literally gonna hurt you. Yeah. It's gonna make you feel bad. You're gonna sell less, and then you're not gonna. You're. It, they will cancel every time. Right. Yeah. It, and so, that's all we paid, did. Yeah. You know? And we were just like, dude. The thing is, we were just blunt. We didn't cut corners. We weren't like trying because my sophomore year recruiting, I just tried to like be sweet with everybody and make it like I was a salesman. I tried to sell them. I tried to make it sound good and soft around the edges. This year, we're like the smallest lie. They're probably gonna cancel, and you're not gonna get paid on it, and you just work for free. Yeah. Like, don't do it. Don't be that guy. So there's no, there's no point. Literally, like you're not gonna get paid on something that's not there. Yeah. Um, don't, don't say you, you know, spray for deer. When, <laughs> oh my gosh, are there a lot of deer in many? Yeah. Okay. I and I said that because I was accused once of that. Someone said that I, some customer called in and told them that I said that we would spray for their deer, like a a buck. I'm uh, assuming they just missed. Not a deer tick, like an actual buck. Oh, so you said deer tick? And no, the I didn't said. say anything. That's why it's like a joke in our office. Oh, okay. I so they you. say like I'm. I say that we spray for deer. It's hilarious. Which is not true. Gotcha. Swear, Jay, it's not true. I didn't do it. <laughs> so, um, let's. I mean, okay, let's talk numbers. So first year, three hundred fifteen k, right? Yep. Second year, five hundred. Third year, six forty. And then this year, you haven't you haven't set a number yet. No, nah, I'm either gonna just do one thousand more than Nick. 
or 500K. Or Jackson, whoever's first. Yeah. So I'll just, just beat whoever's first. Sell, sell another account than one of them. Literally, that's what will be my number. Because, dude, after two, I made, like, again, I, I'm very, like, financially driven. But, like, after I made a lot, a lot of my money my second year, I didn't care as much. I didn't think once, if I do 650K, I'll make this much money. It was never about that. It was just, like, I wanted to be Avery. And I wanted to just be the best. Yeah. And I wanted to like just be like, F all these guys. Like, I'm the best. Right. And I know I'm the best, especially if I work hard. Because I'll be honest, my first summer, I didn't work that hard. I guess I was just a natural, natural. salesman. Yeah. I was. I would yeah, go yeah. sell four before lunch, take a two and a half hour lunch, and go sell four after lunch and go home at eight. Like, that's just how I was. And yeah. I hate to admit it, but again, that only gets you so far, right? Uh-huh. So to do 500K and 650, you obviously have to do more than that. Right, for sure. And so I know for me, like, I, th- I think I'm better than those, a lot of those guys. And so I know it's just simply work ethic. And obviously, Avery's got an insane work ethic. He's yeah. a machine. But, yeah. but, like, for me, it was like him. I wanted him. I wanted Braxton out of pure love. I love Braxton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I wanted those two. And then Nick, after this summer, I was like, okay, he's good, but I'm going to just assert my dominance. Yeah, you have to make sure. Just so like, he knows he's good, but he knows he's not You can beat him, but not this year. Yeah, Literally. or well, yeah. One, he'll we'll beat me when I don't try. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm at the point where I don't know. I'm either gonna do 500k or I'm just gonna strictly beat them, and I will. I won't let them beat me. Yeah, I will refuse. Which it would be good for me. I'll make a lot of money if I do right. that. But it sounds like you need to work. No, I'm just kidding. You, you've been you've been investing in good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, growing up, you in Dallas, where you get did, so you said you guys relationship is involved like evolved in a good way, obviously. Yeah. Like how how was your relationship growing up versus now, dude? He growing we were just normal brothers. We'd fight each other, you know. We would just do what normal brothers do. And then uh, when I went to my freshman year of high school, he went to college. His freshman year of college, and just to put it blunt, when we were brothers, we were just like normal brothers. You're like, not brothers anymore. We well, yeah. <laughs> when we were younger, we uh, were just like normal brothers, like just like fight each other, be best friends, like just like play video games together, right? And then uh, my freshman year, I went to my freshman year of high school. He went to his freshman year of college. And just to put it bluntly, he was just like the frat star. Yeah. And I was like a very level, like, like want to be somebody. So like, I'm not do- drinking. I'd never drank in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never done a drug to this day in my life. So I've just never been like that. And he just went full like frat mode at U of A, a huge party school. And so that <coughs> dynamic was just like, we were obviously like cool and brothers. It's not like we like hate each other, but we just like, you know, we weren't the closest. Yeah. And then, you know, and I was a punk in my own ways. You know, just we were just different. And then after Eco Shield, you know, my first summer, you're with each other every day, you know, and we I, we always like respect it. And our fa- our dad has always been like too like family, 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 family. Like no matter what, you always have to have like your family. And so yeah. we, we've always had that like priority. Mm-hmm. And then after Eco Shield, you know, we just kind of were with each other every day and then as I got older, I start. I matured a lot, and then we just kind of like became more like bonded. I mean, dude, you you own a business with your brother. Yeah, like, it's it like you know we, it's um, you know we we talk about how cool it is what we do or whatever working and stuff like that. But it's like sometimes we almost forget like there's little things that you don't even realize. Like, dude, you own a business with your brother. That's awesome. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and yeah. it, it like like we were saying earlier, like you have you guys both have the ability to affect so many guys or so many different people's life in such a positive way uh what was i saying about dallas but yeah we or you were gonna ask a question but 
Yeah, and then with EcoShield, you know, we just came close, and like you said, now we own a business together, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we, sometimes we forget, like, some of the small things of how cool it is. Like, so, you know, we we work, you know, super hard for four months. We, you know, obviously as an owner, as a manager of a team, uh, you're you're obviously working the whole year. It's just different type of work, you yeah. know. Um, but it, at the end of the day, like, you just sometimes you forget like some of the cool things about the job, but like for me, I still get to work with my brother and yeah. work, get to work with my cousin. There's like, it, it's uh it's very cool. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of sets of brothers, but the fact that you guys both own businesses, yeah, um, it's very cool. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree. It's also crazy too. Like again, not on like some cheesy stuff, but you know, family is what I've learned is like family. Like I, you can make so much money, not even saying that we made that much money because relatively, you know, compared to Mm -hmm. like, you know, like some people we haven't made anything, but you can make a lot of money, have a very comfortable life, like buy whatever you want. But I have learned a lot too. like family, your friends and your relationships are, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't have that, you'll never be happy. For sure. Or you can have the best relationships, the best family, have no money and you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it really is one. And like I said, like me and Dallas have become close. Like I trust him with anything. And the thing with him too, he has always been the most like, like just like he believed in me more than anyone. If I told him that I wanted to like be president and like I was serious, he'll yeah. be like, you can do it. Like I, I, I'll do whatever you need to do for you to be president. Yeah. He's always, like I said, he has the the emotions of a woman. <laughs> so I, I mean that. So he's always just been like very emotionally like soft and su- not saying that's a bad thing, but just soft and supportive and just mm-hmm. like, just like there, him and my dad, dude. Like I, I, that's why I think I have a lot of confidence too. Is they've always just been like, you want to like go to Hawaii to play golf, do it. Like my dad, him, they're like, do it, you can do it. Whereas like, you know, my mom's a little bit more on the realistic side. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you should apply to like this school just in case and figure it out. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, that's a crazy story too, dude. How I even got to Hawaii. Yeah, so explain it. So I, I'm not, again, not on some cheesy stuff, but I do never, believe. Never on cheesy stuff. Yeah, never on some cheesy vibes. I do believe <laughs> in like, I don't even like to say the word manifestation because I wouldn't consider my, I like, again, not on some hippie vibes, but I believe like the power of thinking something and like the th- the power of like wanting something bad enough and doing action steps, well, can li- you can literally do anything. And the yeah. first example of this in my life before EcoShield I played baseball my entire life. I played baseball when I was like six to my sophomore year of high school. Then I realized I was a five foot two kid <laughs> trying to play baseball. It probably just wasn't going to work. And I'm a very self-aware person. And so I was like, what else can I do? And my parents moved into a country club and I, they had the golf course. They got like the golf package or whatever. So I like started hitting golf balls and I always played a little bit playing baseball, but I always said it messed up your swing. So I never got into it. Right. And all of a sudden I was like, dude, golf is insane. Like it's so much fun. Then I just had that mentality. Like I get addicted to the things like hobbies. Like I told you earlier, yeah. I'll just have a hobby. I'll just dive in. So I was like, dude, golf is sick. And my, my baseball, I started on varsity too, as a sophomore. So I don't even like to say like, I wasn't bad at baseball. Like I, I was good yeah. for like relatively, like obviously I wouldn't have gotten pro or college mm-hmm. maybe, but I was good. Like I played, I had a good time, but my coach was just a dickhead. And then I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm tired of letting other people decide if I play. Like I hated that. I hated how if I had one bad play, my coach could be like, you're benched. And so I, I just wanted it all to be, rely on myself because I believe in myself over everyone. Yeah. And golf was that answer. And I just happened to be in a golf course and you don't have to be huge to play golf. So I started playing and I just got obsessed. And I went from my sophomore year 
to my senior year, I became a scratch in like two years, which is pretty like insane. So if I, anyone I knows golf, I, I don't know golf, so explain scratch. A scratch is like even par. So like you go play okay. and you okay. par every that, hole on average. Okay. Yeah. So I, my best I tournament. Yeah. <laughs> my best tournament round for any golfers out there. My best tournament round, like an on paper tournament round, was a 64. I think it was, which is like insane. Like that's really good. And I just had a day that day. But the problem is, as you know, did you play sports in high school? So I played basketball. Uh, yeah, I played basketball and football in high school. Okay, so you know recruiting-wise, if you're not, like, recruited by, like, your senior year, it's probably, like, it's usually pretty late. Like, every now and then you'll get by, but it's usually pretty late. Right. So I didn't know where I was going, and I wanted to play college golf, but I didn't start playing till my junior year of high school. And so everyone who was already going to their schools, everyone played since they were five, so they were nasty at golf, and I just got in so late. I, mm. uh, there was, like, no shot for me to go anywhere. Yeah. Even in the community college, because I, I didn't have a lot of tournaments. But, dude, I, I was at a golf course every day for, like, eight hours a day. Right when I got home from school at, like, two on my senior year, I'd play till it was dark every day. The summers, I was there at 8 a.m. to, like, I think this is where I get my worth ethic, too, for EcoShield. But I was literally on the golf course every day for eight hours. And then... I had no offers. My mom was like, just go to a community college, like just apply to ASU, whatever. But I was like, I'm going to play golf. Yeah. So I was sitting there just emailing these like coaches. I'm like, hey, like I have some of the email. So I was like, hey, I don't like, you don't know who I am. I don't have a lot of scores, but I'm good at golf. I swear to you, if you just give me a shot, I'll be the best player on your team by the end of my sophomore year. Like just emailing random coaches, yeah, yeah. like full belief in myself. Yeah. No one answered. No one answered. Finally, I get an offer or I get an answer from the coach in Hawaii. He's like, hey. Uh, I, what's your best score? We have one kid who might bail. He's like from out of, he's out of the country. So he might bail on us. If that spot bails, we'll take you as like a last minute. And so I was like, awesome. Like talked to him, got to know him a little bit, met him. He's played a tournament in Arizona. I met the coach. This was like March, my senior year. So like super late. I graduate in May. Then he emails me back. He's like, yeah, well he's coming. So there's nothing for you. Good luck. But I was like, no, I literally emailed him like, no. Let's find a way to make this happen. I promise you, you'll regret this if you don't do it. Like, I was just full belief in myself. And this was the first time in my life I was like, you got to go get something if you want it, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't even care if you don't give me a scholarship. Like, just figure out a way to make this work. I promise you. So next thing I know, he's like, all right, well, you can come and walk on. Just you won't have any scholarship. So then after that, I needed a scholarship. That was the thing, though. I just said that to get the door open to see if there's a chance. Yeah. Again, I think I just was naturally selling this guy. So then after that, I'm like, cool. Here's the thing, though. I do need a scholarship. <laughs> like, we got to figure out something, right? Right. So then, dude, and this is what's crazy. My Because Hawaii is a private school, too, so it's expensive. It's like 50K a year or yep. something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, my parents were, like, we were middle class. We weren't, like, super rich, so they couldn't, like, drop 50K for me to go to school every year. Right. Like, I would have had to get loans. My mom's like, like, there's no way we can afford that. Like, there's no shot. Just go to community college and figure it out. I'm like, no, I'm going to make it work. And I had this idea of Hawaii in my head after that, too. I'm like, I'm set. Yeah, it's going to happen. So then I was like, like, look, I do need a scholarship. You got to like, let's figure something out. Just give me one for one semester and I'll earn it for the rest. Like I was, I just wanted to bet on myself. I was like, give me one shot or I'll even pay for my first semester, but I need something to like intrigue me. Next day, dude, I was golfing and I checked my phone. I was just so like this. I remember this time in my life, I was so determined. I get an email. And my coach is like, we'll figure something out. I get an email the next day. It said, congratulations, you have won the Llama Scholarship. Full ride for four years. Wow. Full ride for eight semesters, as long as I keep a 2.0 GPA. Just completely full ride. Yeah, 2.0 GPA. And so I go home, dude, and I told my mom. 
I was like, mom, I got like, I'm going to Hawaii. She's like, no, I'm like, no, I got a full ride scholarship. Like, I don't know how this worked out, but it oh did. Oh my gosh. So I ended up going there. Craziest story. I ended up quitting golf after my first semester, just because I, it was not, I was used to Arizona golf. And like I said, Hawaii is not what you think it is. And so I ended up not even playing. The coach left too, kind of just fell apart. But at that point, I just was like over it. And like I said, Hawaii, the facility, it was just not fun. It wasn't golf. It was like just brutal. And I had to like rent a car to go to practice every day. Like it was literally terrible. And so I was like, this is not what I want. And then I stopped playing at the end of my freshman year, right after the first semester in between that semester, right when COVID hit, they shut down the season anyway. So I was either going to go back home and try to get back on the grind. And then that's how I found EcoShield. But that, that was the first time in my life where I was like, I believe that showed me like you can do anything you want if you just figure out a way. That's insane. And then EcoShield was the same way. Like I just was like, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And then I yeah. did it. So those are like two life defining moments. I don't know, dude. I really want to, uh, I want to keep investing. Like I said, I also really want to like YouTube's my dream job. Mm -hmm. So I love like creating like entertaining videos, like finding yourself out. Yep. Just my name, Dylan Smith. Look it up. It's (laughs) awesome. Uh, but I just love that stuff, but I just want to like experience. I want to, my thing too, again, some no cheesy vibes. I think Gaines is an honorable person. Anyone who talks to Gaines is an honorable person. And so my biggest thing, like one of my New Year's goals for 2023, I just want to like be an honorable person. I don't want to talk about myself as much. I want to be invested in other people. Like I, I got this little like sense of like I made a lot of money, more money than my parents, my family. It's like, what's going on? Like, that's crazy. And it was just always me, 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 me. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's not a very like honorable person. Gaines will never talk about himself, right? No, he, always, yeah. he always asks you how you're doing. He always asks about you. And that's just like a person I want to be. I want to just experience. I want to travel. I want to just like live a life of purpose. Some no cheesy yeah. vibes, but no, it's the truth. No cheesy vibes there. So I want to ask you this. You know, you've you've now sold for three years. What's it, what's your craziest story on the door? Whether it's like your craziest Ooh. sale that you've made, or just you know, crazy situation. There's one that comes to mind where I just felt like a gangster. So I was knocking this guy. <laughs> This one just made me feel like a dog. Like, I just felt like, just like I said, a gangster. So I was knocking this guy. It was my rookie summer. Uh, actually, there's two sales my rookie summer that are defining. My first one was I was knocking this guy. He had another competitor. And uh, I just remember I sat with him for 45 minutes, and he just wouldn't do it. He was just like, I don't know. I got to think about it. I got to think about it, blah, blah, blah. Moved him to the backyard. Same thing. And I just grinded this dude down for an hour, like legit an hour. I have a video recording of it. It's literally like an hour-long sale. And so I'm sitting there and this, I just wouldn't leave this guy's door. Like I was just that kid. I was like, dude, you got to do it. And then finally I was like, what's your first name? And he's like, like Billy or something. I was like, what's your last name? He's like Jensen. So I'm like, all right, what's your phone number? He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm signing you up. You and I both know you want this. He's like, okay. And that's how I got the sale. I literally just was like, I'm signing you up. And then he like, is like, okay. After I put in all his information. Yeah. And then my other one, this is when I knew I could be a top 10. Uh, I knocked this door and, uh, as I'm coming around the corner, uh, this guy in a scooter comes, this another company, right? And he comes up was and, this COVID year? uh, yeah, yeah. My rookie summer. And so this was the first time I really, it was like probably early, oh, yeah, mid June. Two, two sales you rookie year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was like the first time I ever like ran into other companies on the doors. And this guy in a scooter pulls up behind me mid pitch. And you always hear about the guys on the scooter. And then the first time you see them, your heart <laughs> drops. You know what I'm saying? 
like you always hear like the guys on the scooter and then oh all there's this guy in my hood and then you finally see him and you're like that's exactly what everyone described them as yeah so then I go around the corner I call Dallas I'm like dude like there's guys in my hood like this normal like rookie right yeah, yeah. and then uh, he basically was like well figured out so he hung up and then I go knock this other door and it was like the next door or it was around the corner. And this person was like, there was literally someone here three seconds ago. And I blacked out. Don't know how 45 minutes later, I sold them in the backyard. Don't even know what I did. They were literally like somebody was just here on, and I was like a scooter. And I can't even remember what I said, but next thing I know, as I was walking out, they're like, you know, you're really good at your job. Like the other guy like was not bad but i don't know why i don't know how we just signed up with you dude you once you once you do it like once you're once you have experience like i do not mind knocking behind people no it's if it's all. easy because dude they're, they're like so easy to differentiate yourself yes and that that was so after that sale too that was the biggest that was the moment for me where i left the door i was like i don't know what just happened that's crazy i was yeah. mind blown yeah and that's when i called dallas and i was like I'll, i'm gonna be a top 10 like it's guaranteed I know I'm. Be- I know I can do it. Like I know I have whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. after that, I just like. And then I never ever had like. A co- that was still early in my rookie year, so I yeah. I wouldn't say I was like had a confidence issues, but you still question things. Am I getting lucky every day? I thought that my whole rookie year. I was like, did I just get lucky a hundred days in a row? Like, because I never yeah. bageled. Knock on wood, I never bageled my whole life, and so I thought I just got lucky every day. I was like, even my second summer going in, I was like, dude, what if I just got lucky? Like. But that for me was a big like thing, like, all right, like maybe you're not lucky. Maybe you actually are pretty good at this. Yeah. Or that scooter kid was just really weird. One <laughs> or the other. Probably both. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> Segways. Um, so that's that's the craziest story. Um, what's your best day? I think my best day. I don't even remember. I the thing with me and you're so I, consistent. Yeah. I, I haven't had like I've, of course, I've had like a bunch of 10k days, but I haven't had like like a 20k day or anything. Like Dalton Crumb, dude, he'll <laughs> just he can just drop 20, I know. and like he he can drop 20, and that's just like him, right? He can drop a 55k week. I actually get mad at myself. I haven't ever like dropped like a fat day like that. I, I've I think my most in day is 14, which is still obviously a big day, yeah, or 15, sure. yeah. like 13k, 14k is my biggest day. But I just like I don't have a lot of those days. But dude, I. I never have a day under 6,500. Never. I think Insane. this summer, I think I had, not including Saturdays, but even very rarely on Saturdays because it's a half day, but I would still usually get it. I think I had three days where I had less than $6,000 in revenue. Unreal. And I didn't have that many days where I had over 8K. I was just consistent as balls. Like that's just just super consistent yeah. every day. I just I had a routine, get three or four before lunch, Take an hour and a half, two hour lunch. Cause I'm a big believer in also like resting my mind. I would just completely get off the doors for an hour or two, as long as I had like four deals. Cause I could give myself some space and then I just go get four after lunch. And then that was it. Yeah. I mean, dude, that, that was the thing with you. I, I was, the reason I ask, I've, I haven't ever asked anybody else that on the podcast, but I wanted to know because I didn't, I can't remember you having like, no, I don't have, I don't it, have it's a lot. crazy what like, you know, guys like Dalton and stuff like that. Yeah. Can do. Just like, or like Avery's crazy week. Oh yeah. And, I mean, and that's insane, and, insane. It, and it jumps starts your stuff. My biggest week, I've never done a 50K week. I did like, so again, this will show the consistency. My biggest week this week was, I think, 48K was my biggest week, mm-hmm. which is obviously a massive week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My worst week this summer was 37K. <laughs> so that, that I was just so consistent. Like, right. I, I was 38 to 42K every week. It's 
crazy. Didn't matter. And, and if I wasn't there, I would stay till Saturdays, but I'd usually be there. And Saturday, I just go put up four or five real quick. Mm-hmm. I love Saturdays. It's the easiest day ever because everyone's yeah. home and in a good mood. Right. Sure. But yeah, so I was just consistent. And that's what I preach people to. It's just consistency. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I always joke around and not to disrespect, you know, the actual difficulty of like people like this. But I always joke around and say like, I'm a Navy SEAL mentally. Like, I think I'm the most like mentally stable person ever. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't matter. I've got bit by dogs. Everyone has like, you know, life happen on the doors, right? Everyone has bad days. Yeah. My every like my aunt died last summer. She passed away, and like I just I don't I don't think it's because I'm like emotionless person, but I'm just mentally like just like go just grind yeah. get in the zone just mental tank. Yeah, and and I, that's why you've had success with it. Yeah. You haven't had a year where you're not in the top ten in, in your category, which is which is crazy to think yeah. about. Um, what what what's your biggest day? Uh, sixteen. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you you've had some big days. Yeah, I've had I like I've I've had a couple but like I I um I'm not as consistent as you but like I like last year <clears throat> like my biggest day happened 2 years ago. Really? Like it, it's yeah. And so um this year I was a little bit more consistent, you know, as far as days like I didn't have as many 10k days as I did 2 years ago, but I sold, you know, more. What's so. your fattest account ever? Yeah. Um, a tw- it was, so it was 350 initial and then 230 a month. So it's like Still active. 2,500? It was like 20, I think it's 2730 or something. So I have one big boy. Yeah. I've, I've seen the video of the house. Yeah. So I have a big boy. So also granted, I, my CVA was always really good too. Like I was, my rookie summer in August, my average initial was like 380. What is that? My, I want to know what that was. Yeah, <laughs> three, I don't know. It was a 350? 350, 230. Monthly? Yeah. Just curious. He's still active. 2880. Oh, sweet. 20, almost 3 He was a uh, super cool guy. He really? knew his, they all are cool, dude. He, dude, yeah. Uh, he, he knew his uh, square footage down to like the exact foot. He was like, yeah, I built it myself. I was like, cool. You know, whatever. But he's um, still active to this day. Really? It's awesome. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just about to say, so <laughs> I, I've always had like just... I loved, I just love the game of like trying to get every dollar, like charging good quality contracts. I yeah. think there's, I just, that's what fires me up. And I've lost, I'm sure you have too. We've sold so many accounts now where like you lose that little dopamine rush after you sell an account. Now it's just like, oh, I got to get seven more today. Oh, I got to get six more today. I got to get five more. It's not right. like, but I get, still get the adrenaline rush for fat accounts. And so this is actually my sophomore summer. Um, I knocked this house, dude. And I thought it was two different houses. And I found out later that her house blew up. That's why it looked like it was two different houses. But this thing was fucking fat, dude. Now that I knew it was one house, it was, it was fucking huge. So I knocked the door. And you have to be aggressive with those type of situations because a lot of mansions, they just don't hear you. Like you have to kind of be a little bit like not pushy, but you just have to make sure they see you and know you're there. Because like it's really hard to get the homeowners home of those houses specifically, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And so, and, the, and there's always somebody else that's there. Exactly, the house, house manager, yeah. cleaning lady, gardener, whatever it is, right? So there's just a bunch of people there. So right? many people, and the yeah. odds of you actually speaking to the homeowner are rare, let alone like getting time mm-hmm. of day. So I, I knock this house, and I see someone in the top right corner of one of the windows, and they're like folding the bed. So I knew someone was home, but no one was answering. So I'm knocking, and I so then I'm like, that's when you have to be a little bit more like pushy. So I knocked the door again like five times until cuz it's a fat house. They can't, probably can't even hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. So finally I'm like waving. I'm like, "Hey." And I see this lady in the top right-hand corner. Yeah. So you know it, somebody's home. Yeah, and it's this old lady. And so 
I like don't know. I think it's the maid. That's so I'm just like trying to get her to come so I could talk. So I knock five times, like no one answers, ring the doorbell, no one answers. So then I just go to the window and I'm like, hey, hey, like I need to talk to you. Like there's something going on out here. And she's like, what? And so she finally comes down. She's like, hi, like, well, how can I help you? I'm like, I'm so sorry to bother you. <laughs> I just work for you, right? Yeah. And so finally she's like, and, and the biggest, wealthiest people, dude, are just like, they're, they're 99% of the time the biggest lay down. Because like I said, money buys convenience. It's a tool. And so for people like them, uh, what we think is a lot of money when they have a $10 million house is nothing. And so if that means they don't have bugs, they're like, fuck it, I don't care. This, and, and, but the other thing is, now that you have money to you would rather pay for quality. Yeah, exactly. So, and so that and that's how that. you sell them too. So so she had at I don't know if you remember Adams. They're a really good local company in Minnesota. And so she's like, "Well, yeah, I actually get these little like bugs, like these little spiders in the webs." And she's like, "I all I do is host parties with and she like looks at me. She's like, "With important people. So I can't be having these bugs around." And so at this point, dude, I was licking my chops. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And I, my one of my goals this summer was a self fatty, like a, just a massive one. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, Gold Branson and all the my Tristan Ross and Miami guys sell these fat ones, yeah. right? So I was like, my goal is a self fat one. So at this you point. Know, okay, pause. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you good. off. You'll, you'll remember. I hope you remember where yeah, you are. Okay. We serve a house. Did you I did know not that? know in Seattle. And well, so he has one in Miami that we service. No, I, I was didn't talking about the, the one of the ownership. It's there. crazy how many celebrities you sold. I That's know. actually cool. Yeah. It, it's crazy. They they service a bunch of yeah. It's actually sick. Yeah. I wonder who sold that. I don't know. Or how they even. It but, probably wasn't they talked to, but. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Probably not, probably. Yeah. Not, but um, um, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, so, um, she was like, she instantly was like, oh my gosh, do you like do these little like bugs that are up in the eaves? I'm like spiders. She's like, yeah. And I was. She's like, we host important. Fine question. Yeah. Oh, dude. And like I said, a good sales rep knows like. I just know I'm going to rip a fatty right now. And it's either because, and this is the thing with rich people, they're either like, oh, done, or they're very smart with their money and they know what value is. They know what their their value is. Mm -hmm. They know what good value is. So it's either one or the other. And so I was like, I think this is my opportunity to just get a fatty. And and granted, a lot of people that are outside of the business might say, well, you're taking advantage, blah, blah, blah. This is a a fat house. And I'll tell you the square footage in a second. So it takes, took four hours to service the thing. Right. And like loads of products. So it's not like it's just like, you know, we're just trying to gouge them. So anyway, she was like, yeah, we get these spider bugs, but we have Adams. And I'm like, well, I'll be on it. And I'm really good at like doing keeping up with the Joneses. And I was like, well, so do most of these big houses out here. But I mean, obviously that's just not enough, you know? And right. so she's like, more people use more than one. I'm like, all the nice houses have more than one pest control company. And she's like, really? And she's like, what's the price? I was like, I'll show you. So I pull my iPad, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what's the square footage? And she's like, she looks at me, she's like, honey, it's not on that number. And I think my price sheet went up to like 8000 or 9000 mm-hmm. And I'm like, try me. Like, try me. I've, I've seen some big houses. I've sold all the rich people too. It's in Minnetonk on the lake. Like, I've sold mm-hmm. some big names out there. And she's like, 28000 And I was like, 28000 square feet. She's like, yep. So I was like, okay. So I put my price sheet away. And this was the one time I've ever stuttered ever in a sale. Because I didn't know what to do. I knew this was my opportunity to go crazy, but I didn't know how crazy because you don't want to push it away and blow it. So I put my iPad away. I'm like, okay, that'll be a custom price. She's like, how much? I'm like, let me think. $1,000 initial, $350 monthly. And so she's like, do you take American Express? I'm like, yeah. She goes, grabs her husband's American Express, in and out in five minutes, dude. $5,000 contract. Insane. So it's 1000 And it's still active too. Same thing as yours, still active. 
Oh, maybe I shouldn't say her name, but I know I was just thinking that too. We're probably gonna have to. I Google, yeah, we don't say it. I Google her name, but um, probably gonna have to cut that. Off. Yeah, maybe don't say her name, but she's cool. She and then she like texts me every year for mosquitoes. I talk, I and obviously I, I check up on that account and be like, how's everything going? Like anything yeah. you need. And the scariest part is after I sold it, my adrenaline was pumping. Type in the group chat. I'm like thousand dollar initial, three sixty monthly. It was three fifty nine. I think it was. was. Mm. Group chat just goes crazy, right? I can imagine. Group chat goes crazy. And then I just remember thinking like, please get service, please get service. So they went to service the next day. With It took like four and a half hours. I'm sure. It was insane. Did they, did they send more than one truck? For yeah, them? they sent like three guys. Yeah. They sent like three trucks. And I, I Googled, I'm sure you have to Google sometimes to see people like yeah. just find out something. And uh, she just ran like a nonprofit, I guess, which I don't know how she had such a big house. But I, nonprofits aren't like that, but. It was, it was crazy, but yeah. she was cool. She's super nice. But that's just how it goes sometimes. But yeah, she's still active. $5,000 account. Probably made like almost 3 k on that sale in 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's craziness. Um, it's crazy. <clears throat> Sales, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, so next year, as far as, um, you know, if, you, if you're going to – I just want to know whether you're going to try and beat them or not. Like what's holding you back? Mal, Mal, the size of the team. So uh, I want to be a better leader. That's a big goal. And you do have to sacrifice a little bit to be a better leader. That's what makes you a good leader. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to focus on being a good leader and not have to rely so much on Dallas. And also I want like, I want my guys to like be able to call me first for something right now, to be honest, a lot of them will call Dallas first because they know, like I've had the mentality, like we're on the doors. Don't call me. Like, talk me after the day. Unless it's an emergency, I'm not going to pick up your phone call. Mm-hmm. And so I've just kind of built that. And so naturally, a lot of my guys have just, like, like you said, Dallas is, like, the soft mother, right? So mm-hmm. they go to Dallas if they need something. And I want to be more of, like, that type of leader where, like, if something goes wrong, call me. And so, but I've always had the mentality, like, dude, like, I'm going to sell 10 today. Don't talk to me until I sell 10. Because you need every second of the day. For sure. You, like, and that's what top reps do. Like, you don't have time to sit there and take an hour phone call. By for two different reps. You just don't have time if you want to be a top 10 and sell 10 every day. Sure. And so there's a tough balance, but luckily we've done such a good job of creating independent reps this year where they don't, we don't, they don't need to rely on us as much. And that's why they were so successful. But I really want to be a good leader, but also I like, I just know I'm competitive. And the minute like Nick is like, they're going to chirp. Oh, they already <laughs> are, dude. I hear it so much. It's so like, again, and obviously I've talked nothing about respect about Nick. Nick did 500K, which is crazy. But it wasn't like I beat him by 10K. I beat him by 150K. And he also knocked three weeks longer than I did. And so, like, he's good, obviously. But, but you know, I can share my own if I yeah, need to. Yeah. And so everyone's just talking smack, and it's just – it's going to come down to that. Yeah. So, so I might just have it's to – It's going to be fun to watch on yeah, boards. We'll see. I'm either going – like I said, I'll, I'm either going to just beat them, which I will if I go for it, or I'm going to do half a million on the dot. And just really try to like focus and be the team guy this year. Yeah, more of a team guy. Not that I wasn't, but right for sure. Would you say that that's the? I mean, I, I guess you just said that's the biggest thing you need to work on in your next. Yeah, that's years. my biggest weakness. I'm a very uh, selfish person, and like I said, that's I'm also very self aware. So I understand I'm selfish. I knew what I was doing, and sometimes you have to be selfish in certain things. And and when you want to be a top guy, like I I think a lot of people will say like. Some top guys like, oh, well, I took out a whole card group all summer. And I know a lot of that stuff is really like overhyped up because most people don't or like little stuff like that. And I know like 
it just you know it definitely takes a little bit more to like be a, a team guy when you want to be number one as well and there, there's also a difference between just being like number 10 and also being number one for sure and so and i i, I was like i'm not i think again not in like a cocky way or trying to be but i knew i had top 10 under wraps like i knew i would be top 10 no matter what but there's a difference from top 10 and being number one and to be number one like you need every second of every day yeah and that's why avery beat me honestly i i don't think avery's a better sales rep than me i don't even think he thinks he's a better sales rep than me but he would knock at least from what i know he would knock just longer than i would and that's just what it was and i i think that's the only reason why he beat me and obviously like I don't want to talk smack. He's a stud, obviously. Right, He's right. obviously very talented, but he even, like, we talked a little bit on the Hawaii trip. Like, I was just more of a natural salesman, and he wasn't. Like, he got fired his first. He did, like, 10K, and then he came back to 300K my rookie year. So we did the exact same amount of revenue, basically, my rookie year. Pretty close. Yeah. And I, I remember, he just, like, I, I like I said, he even, I think he even told me this once. He, I don't even think he thinks he's better sales than me. He just works harder. Yeah. Which I took as an insult a little bit, too. Because at the end of the day, like, if you're going to sell 500K in revenue, you have to work pretty damn hard. Yeah, for sure. You sell 640K, you have to work pretty damn hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how talented you are, what, how good your hood is. Unless you, like, bust your ass, you're not selling more than 400K. Unless you actually, like, bust your ass every day. I, I do think that's, that's right around the Right around, yeah. Better. That's what separates your guys who, like, actually just are grinders and are just, like, really, like, pushing the limits versus, like... I mean, I could do 400K in three months and cruise if I wanted to. But anything more than that, you can't cruise and do that. For sure. So but we'll see. I don't know if he does – he, does he, is he going to go big this year again? I don't, I don't think he is. I don't think he's going to go – definitely I, not a million, I don't think he said. He, he's got a huge team from what I, from what yeah. I understand. So um, he, we have an episode with him coming up soon, so we'll find out soon. Yeah. I, but I but also, happen. he is, I think, similar to me where, like, you know, I don't want to say, like, prideful, but, like, you know, we're confident people. You have to be. And I'll tell you, if I had, you know, four sales on a day and Avery had seven, that's all I could think about is Avery's beating me right now. Yeah. And the days I was beating him, all I could think about is I got to just stay beating him. Right. And I know he thinks the same way. And that's how a lot of top reps are. Like, you have your person, right? Yeah. And so sure. he had – and it's funny, your person changes every year. But <laughs> yeah. this last year, he was for sure my person. Yeah. That I want. And in a good, you know, competitive, competitive environment. Way, for sure. And obviously, he's a stud, obviously. I don't have to say that, but he did a million dollars. That's insane. Yeah. But, yeah, he was my person this year I wanted to be. But yeah. It's always next year. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up with this because we, we haven't hit on EcoShield too much. We've just, you know, we've hit on kind of the benefits of it that you've, you know, been able to enjoy and stuff like yep. that or whatever. Um, you know, for, for a guy listening to this maybe that is thinking about doing it, um, well, I guess I'll ask you first, you know, what's the, what's the biggest thing Eco Shield's given you personally? Yeah. So there's two things. Like I said, some dude, a recruit asked me this like a week ago and I was like, dude, I really like you to ask that question. So the first thing and what I always tell people is it's really easy for me to say, you know, the money isn't what's good about Eco Shield. It's like the sales skills and, and the experience. And I believe that I, I really believe besides the money, like more than the money the actual experience and sales skills you learned is priceless that's just a fact like you could i could anyone who's worked at EcoShield, you could if EcoShield died tomorrow we're fine we'll be fine mm-hmm. we'll figure out something we'll go sell something like we just know we can do hard things so that's that's the one thing that i love about EcoShield is that the biggest thing though that it's made me like change my life and i and i told this recruit this and it's really like 
what I think has made me, you know, a next level person than I was three years ago when COVID hit and before EcoShield is it showed me and it proved to me because you know how when you're everyone when they're younger says, I know I'm going to be successful. I just don't know how. Mm -hmm. Right. I know I'll be fine. I know I'll make a lot of money. I know I'll get the house. I know I'll get the car. I just don't know how. Every every single person in high school when you're young says that. Yeah. Junior high, whatever, right? And so I was like everyone else. I was like, I know I'll be successful. I just don't know how. And then I did EcoShow. The one thing EcoShow has taught me, which is what I think is the most priceless thing and what I think will make me successful, is it has showed me that no matter what it is, whether it's a hard thing, a, a cool thing, whatever it is, it is me that... I can bet on myself and I could get through anything tough. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Anything you throw into me, I can do something tough and I can bet on myself and I'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah. And it's given me that ultra confidence where it's like, doesn't matter what it is, I know I could be successful. If I want to go run for president, I think I genuinely have a belief that I'll be able to get it done. If I want to go, you know, be a billionaire, I genuinely think that I have the confidence to like get it done. And I, it's because EcoShield, as crazy as that sounds, knocking doors, selling pest control, it's just giving me that inner belief that I can do anything I want in this whole life. Whatever it is, you name one thing, if I want to do it, I know I can. Yeah. And to me, like that's priceless. And EcoShield, that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I love to recruit people now and like tell them that. It's like, dude, you literally, if you just get through one summer, it doesn't matter the money you make, I promise you, you will just be a next level person than you were. Like you'll be a full, true, real person that you can do anything you want in your life. And I'm a big believer in that. And I, and I walk around with that on my chest, like no matter what it is, like I think I can do it, anything hard. And obviously there's a good balance, but the biggest thing is just like be truly believing that no matter what it is, if I want to do it, I can. Yeah. And that's like gold. And a lot of people never find that, which is really sad. Mm. And if you, I, I read a lot, I've been reading more, I've tried to. I read a lot of like financial like books and I've started, I read an autobiography on like Bezos and stuff like that. And I've started to get into that a little bit more and study like those people. And dude, it's a common denominator. Every single person just believes in themselves and just has a work ethic, mm -hmm. but they think they can do it. Bezos gains, like just even guys we know, like they just always think that they could do it. Yeah. And that's a powerful feeling. And a lot of people don't get it ever, yeah. which is sad. And that's why a lot of people, you know, are unfortunately just live a sad life that they're not proud of yeah part two of that question was why do eco show but i think you kind of answered it yeah we'll end it there